Hi, thank you for checking out my latest episode. I am recording this introduction separate from the actual recording um, of this episode, and that's because in this episode I've invited my um, NVC support group to reflect with me about an experience that I had. After recovering from my disease and venturing out into the world, I found myself bumping up against a boundary violation. In this case, it was sexual harassment. It was really unexpected. It was at a grocery store by two grocery store employees. And I was triggered. And I think because of my my disease experience and being tucked away from the world, um, I was feeling really confused. And, you know, I was really questioning my experience and just totally discombobulated. And that's why having an MVC support group is so very helpful. I leaned into them to help me, um, I guess, disentangle what I was feeling and what I was needing. And in this episode, they share also some of their feelings and their needs as uh, they tried to support me um, in navigating what I was experiencing. This, as I said, this is a recording um, of us reflecting back, and this is actually the first part of um, a three-part series. So the one that comes after this is related to using our NVC term jackal as a guide um, to show us what we wish to value. And the last episode is about how to sort of lean into tree of life and making decisions. So thank you again for checking this out. If you enjoy the work that I do, please subscribe or share this episode with someone else that you think might enjoy it. And uh, yeah, here it is. Let's take a look. I was in Whistler and I had been in the grocery store with my girls Um, It was after we had gone for a bit of an outing. We had done a little bit of a walk. I was kind of sweaty. So I took off my long sleeve shirt, which isn't unusual in that area. There's lots of people who are in sportswear and walking around sweaty. Um, And when I went into the grocery store, I was getting some things and going up and down. It's, It's very small, a very small grocery store, but they have I don't know, maybe five aisles, um, short aisles. And uh, when I got to (laughs) one aisle, um, there was a a store worker who was restocking shelves and another store worker came up behind me and my girls and said, hey, whatever his name was, um, it looks like your spices have come in. And he looks at me look and not in the eye (laughs) looks at me and uh then says it looks more like an orchid to me i wish i had x-ray vision and then looks directly at my chest and i think because of like the like the height of the of the walls um and just sort of feeling boxed in i i like felt icky right away and I, I didn't know what to say or do. And so I just decided to leave. 
um, like I felt icky, but I also felt like, you know, okay. So, um, oh, I should have looked up the name of the book, but you know, the, the book, the body remembers was like, my body was remembering (laughs) how it felt to feel this kind of ickiness. And my brain is trying to like catch up or process it or due diligence or something. And so I got home um, to our hotel room and the girls went off and sort of were having some quiet time. And I just kind of sat there with it and I felt really unsure if I had if what I had thought I experienced had happened and um, I had talked to Steve later when he got back and he was really, we were actually out when I brought it up with him and he was really helpful in terms of like trying to help me think about what I wanted to do, if anything. And, uh, but one of the biggest pieces for me was trying to figure out, did this happen? Like, did this just happen? Um, And then the other piece was, if this did just happen, and this sounds awful, but if this did just happen, is it really that big of a deal? Like, for me, it felt like a big deal, partly because of, like, other stuff, other boundary violations that I've experienced in life. And I think also because I had been ill for a while and I hadn't been out in the world and I had forgotten what it feels like to like bump up against this crap. And I'm not feeling particularly strong. I'm feeling fragile. I I have this deep need for safety in the world. So that was another piece of it. Like, am I, is this an expression of me being too um, vulnerable in the world? Like, I was really unsure if my reaction was inappropriate or like over the top. It is what it is, but that was like another piece of it. And then the other piece was like this weird shame of like, if I, in my younger days, I would have been like, yeah, that was, that was, that was annoying, dumb, mild sexual harassment as an old person. And I know I'm not that old, but like, I'm not used to encountering that anymore. And so there's this huge part of me that's also going, did I make a mistake? Like, did my younger, was that my younger self showing up or did that really just happen to me at the age of 44 with my daughters overhearing it? Like, I, I really was struggling to figure out if this happened. And then that's where you came in. <laughs> I know that when I messaged you, I was, like, I was still kind of reacting. I wasn't in a place of feeling particularly calm. I was, yeah, reacting, responding still. And... So I think I just, in the message, I just kind of launched right into it because I was not feeling calm. And um, anyway, maybe I'll, maybe I'll now, I don't know if I should keep going in like my, part of what I wanted 
from the three of you as my like NVC support system was actually getting my head around, did this happen? Like, are you reading what I'm reading? Um, and then the other part was, so now what do I do? Like, help me sort through the feelings of what do I do? Before I talk about my reaction, the reaction that I gave you, I think when you talk about, did this actually just happen to me? You know, that questioning whether it was valid, it was a valid concern. I think this goes off on a tangent as women and the way women were, we were raised. And I think all of us can empathize with that kind of scenario and situation that we've all experienced that in some way or another, sometimes worse, obviously, sometimes less. But I think we were taught in society that it is no big deal, that this is how boys, you know, play with little girls and they're allowed to pull your hair and it's no big deal and you should just shrug it off. So I think a lot of that is conditioning for us as women to always be questioning, like, is this valid? Did that really happen? So I do think it's it's good that you came to us to say, like, I'm I'm processing and I don't know, because we've all been there and we've all questioned it. And we can say mm, it is valid because <laughs> we can see it from the outside. Uh, I was just thinking that that we're conditioned as women to to shrug it off. Right to let it be, to let it happen. It's no big deal. We're told to be small. We're told to be quiet. We're told to just let it go. It's not worth making a fuss. And these, these are, I don't want to generalize, but, you know, typically women have been conditioned to dismiss those sort of things as no big deal. When it yeah. is, it's your feelings. If you feel violated, if you feel like you've been sexualized in a way that is inappropriate, then it absolutely is valid. And uh, I was so grateful for like the three of you to show up <laughs> in that way. Um, and, and I think that's two things I want to respond to there. The first is, was so interesting to me how my body was like, no, this is a violation. Like my body was reacting like you need to get safe. My mind was doing something different. My mind's trying to rationalize it. My mind is trying to like make sense of it. My mind is questioning my body. Like, and in the end, I was like, no, I just have to leave and sort it out later. And so it's so interesting to me that, you know, your body remembers and, or your body knows when it's, it's not safe. You know, that part of our brain <laughs> that developed long before our frontal cortex, like it's showing up. Um, and then the other thing that you were saying, Shar, which really uh, resonates with me is you were talking about, you know, not to say anything and taught to, to sort of not make a big deal, not make a fuss. That's something that I'm finding. I'm really struggling right now with um, navigating this new diagnosis for me, um, taking up space. Like, can I ask people, 
can I take up more space now? Like there's sometimes when I need it, can I take up more space? Can I ask this of people? And so, yeah, you're absolutely right. Like this was a situation of, am I allowed to take up this kind of space? That's a theme overall that I'm really struggling with. Yeah. When you were saying um, about your body recognizing it and your brain trying to rationalize it, I think, I think that's what happens when we're children, right? It's we're taught not to trust our own feelings that this, this feeling you're having, push it aside and it's, it's not right. And that's what we're taught to do. So when our body recognizes it, but our brain doesn't, I think that's the disconnect, right? Whereas we should be teaching children to trust our instincts. We should be trusting our instincts. If something feels unsafe or feels like a violation, then we should automatically recognize that, which we don't. I can't say that in your situation, I know my reaction was more of the jackal, which we can maybe talk about later, but I think in your situation, I may, I probably would have done the same thing. I would have thought, did this actually happen? Like, wait, back it up. You know, am I making it up in my head? Because we're taught so much not to trust what our body's telling us. Yeah. So jumping kind of basic on, on what you both were just kind of saying, like, I, I really, and even just you retelling it, and this is kind of how I felt as I was reading the initial messages was just this really clear, really, um, what kind of was just shouting out at me was just this need for safety and protection. And, and it sounds like, yeah, you're, while your mind may have gone into that like freeze mode, your body was like, no, this, regardless of what we end up doing with this, you need to leave the situation. And um, I'm glad you like, you know, listen to that because going back to what Char was saying about just kind of how, how we can sometimes be taught, right. By society and just by, by parents or by whomever, to really kind of shove those somatic feelings like down, right? And it's like, we'll get these, sometimes these, these butterflies or these, you know, your stomach will kind of be in knots or you'll just, you'll feel tense. And it's like, we've been kind of taught to just shove, just ignore those types of things because, you know, just, just press on type of thing. And um, what I've been experiencing as we've been kind of exploring NBC and taking moments to like recognize kind of how our body is responding to feelings. It's, it's just, it, they're so hand in hand, right? It's like, there's this like holistic kind of just connection between mind and body that we often try and separate. Right. And it's just, it's interesting to see how, yes, the body was like, no, I, I want to leave. There's something does not feel right. And the feelings can kind of be reflected on afterwards. And at the same time, I can also really um, relate to what Char was saying with um, really kind of falling into sometimes some, some doubt, depending on where you kind of stand in, when it comes to like your fight or flight or flight, ugh, fight, flight or freeze, because 
I mean, I'm quite jackly when, <laughs> when I'm in kind of boxed in situations and almost to a detriment, right? At times, or well, definitely to a detriment at times where sometimes it's like I, that instinct to just act, right? Kind of comes so full force that I find sometimes I can really over question whether or not something is valid, regardless of what my body is saying. And that can become really confusing when you're trying to validate yourself and say, well, is this a situation that is, you know, was my reaction appropriate or not? Because I find I get, I get really stuck in that, in that space of, is this valid? Is my, are my feelings valid? So I can appreciate you reaching out for that, that kind of confirmation or just reassurance I think everyone should have like a group of friends in their back pocket <laughs> to reach out and be able to say, can you help me figure out what just happened here? And like to, I think I wanted to reach out to you three because we have been practicing NBC and I didn't want someone who just like, I wanted you to help me disentangle what was going on because it felt like mush. And that's what you did. Um, Sonia, did you want to, to share? <clears throat> I thought this was an emotional roller coaster, your um, experience. Um, and then there's this theory that's called response based, and it's the whole um, victim blaming. So, women that, ex- well, particularly women that have experienced um, microaggressions or whatnot, it's the victim's fault. You got yourself in that situation. You shouldn't have worn that shirt. You shouldn't have been in the grocery store that time. That's just what happens. You like, you know what I mean? And it's just like, and then you add that into like the whole, like Char was saying, the whole patriarchal society of like, um, of basically being in the society for the males and us women having to normalize these sexual microaggressive attacks. So you have all that, but the most empowering thing I would have to say is NBC because, and I wonder if this is maybe why you reached out to us, but like the power of being able to verbalize those feelings or even us coming to you and saying, what about these feelings? Yes, no. And then owning those, Hey, yes, that's what I was feeling. Cause at the end of the day, they're your feelings and no one can take away with it. Whatever society we live in or um, culture of victim, you know, us in a society of victim blaming, those are your feelings. And these, like you said, in NBC, like feelings are universal. So it's like, I find that that's empowering. And yeah, I just thought it was interesting. Like for me, when you were talking about your situation, I know you don't, I wasn't really show the gallery too well from like, with, I don't know if it's going to show, but it was very interesting because when you messaged, put the message, I kind of looked at it and went, Oh, I got to do some stuff today. And I was like, huh. So I would say there was the feeling of numb. And then there was this battle, which I didn't take the time to honor 
And then it was the feeling of reluctant. It was like a journey, like, and I'm, this is the one time I'm like kind of honoring it now, but, and then I went into the feeling of concern. So I went into, you know, reaching out, oh, you know, like, am I going to go in here? Yes. I chose to go in and I wanted to bring support to you, Aaron. And like, how can I empathize with you? You know? And so I got concerned and then the whole experience of just what you went through, it made my body feel tense. And then this was very surprising, but I was just imagining you in the store with your kids and the society that we're in and having to question your own feelings. It made me feel lonely. And I get goosebumps just saying that. And then along with feeling mood or lonely, I've all of a sudden felt moody and like, oh, like irritated and just, but the moodiness, like, oh, like you want to do something, but you can't. And then I felt ashamed and embarrassed and then confused. And then I felt torn. And now I feel freaking annoyed because it's, you're, you know, you're recording, so I'll be appropriate, but that is BS. And it's, I, you know what I mean? It's just BS that you had to question your feelings, who is the powerhouse of feelings and needs and just emotional intelligence that this situation had to make you second yourself, second guess yourself because you are one strong woman and no one should put you in that situation. So that made me a little bit protective. Oh, I really enjoyed listening to your, <laughs> your responses, Sonia, your, your roller coaster. Um, and I want to share that I, t- like when you said, I wasn't expecting you to say lonely, but that has been um, like the theme, <laughs> the main, like such a prominent feeling for me um, in the past, I wouldn't say a full year, but like we're going on a lot of months now of like loneliness and loneliness. And so when you said that just now, I was like, Oh, I feel seen. I feel heard. (laughs) Um, I don't feel that in this moment, just by hearing you say that. Um, wasn't expecting that at all. Um, but some of the other words that you shared, like the numbness, um, like in the store, I think I kind of went a bit numb. Like I, like fight, flight, fawn. What am I? Free- oh, freeze. So I, I went into like a numb kind of flight. <laughs> um, if, yeah, I, I, I rarely go into fight. If I'm in, if I'm in fight, I'm really backed into a corner. That's not one that I tend to do. And if I do it, I'm, I'm not, there's, I'm not using NBC at all. (laughs) Um, but I, I appreciate hearing all of those feelings that you went through because, and maybe that was another reason why I wanted to reach out so that I didn't have to feel alone in it because I didn't when, when you all were responding And one of the things that I really liked about having three different points of view, 
And the fact that all of you know NVC and are wonderful at using NVC as a tool is that as you were checking in or like maybe, maybe you were, you know, you took turns checking in, like, are you feeling this? Or maybe you just responded yourselves. Like Shar said, Jackal came out. And as I could see the different reactions, I was like, no, that's not it for me. But it was such a safe place to like try on the different feelings and try on the different reactions and to say, oh, that part fits or, oh, that's not quite what I feel compelled to do. Or that's not, I don't feel like I'm in that zone. And it was a really safe, like I was feeling pretty vulnerable. Um, Again, for lots of different reasons, like (laughs) this was the first sort of big outing that I had done since being sick. And here I was in this touristy place where, um, you know, the grounds in the, in like the little village are kept nice and neat. People show up at 6am and empty the garbage cans so that you don't see the messiness of life. Right. And, you know, the flowers are all perfectly in bloom, you know, like there's all of these things that have it set up so that it feels like, I don't know, so that it looks beautiful and it feels safe. And so I really was not, and, and because I hadn't been out in the world, I was really not expecting to be bumping up against this piece of reality. And so having, having like you guys were my safe place showing up in this group and saying, like, what? I don't know <laughs> that like you created my safety. Thank you so much for listening. I am really eager for you to listen to the next episode in this three-part series. Remember, the next episode is related to the jackal, and the jackal is a term that we use in NVC representing, um, I guess, parts of ourselves that don't really serve us that well. However, in this episode, we kind of lean into our jackal to show us what we really want to value. Um, And then the episode after that is how we use tree of life to show us what we, um, what strategy we want to follow, or in my case, what strategy I want to follow. Um, if you enjoy this podcast, if you enjoy this YouTube channel, please subscribe and share it with others that you think might enjoy it also. And if you want to support my work, I invite you to, uh, check out my Patreon account. I'll include that in the show notes. Okay, take care.